Check out this fantastic podcast. Episode 216, Jeremy Ryan Slate, How to Create Your Own Life. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, the alpha round. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, TEDx keynote speaker and best-selling author. I'm with you on this journey every week. If you have any interest in podcasts, living life to the max, and how you can get your own TEDx talk, within the next three months, you need to reach out to me. Go over, follow all the links, and head over to ayalpha.com, head over to Facebook, and search for Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and jump on the inside. Let's connect, let's take it to the next level. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag. Okay, welcome to today's show, everyone. We have an awesome one here. We have Jeremy Slate, and he's the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast. Uh, just on the name of that, you can see why we uh, relate, why we get on in terms of awakening your alpha, create your own life. L- literally, you know, they are different versions of the same life ethos. I love it. So in the Create Your Own Life podcast, he helps entrepreneurs live the lives that they know they were meant to. He studied literature at Oxford University, specializing in using online social networking to build an offline relationship and was ranked number one in iTunes, new and noteworthy. It is because of Jeremy's success in podcasting that he was able to accomplish 10,000 downloads of his podcast in the first month. After his success in podcasting, Jeremy Slate and Daniel Geffen found Get Featured uh, to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing on, as guests on podcasts. Um, and that is a great way to do it. So uh, firstly... Jeremy, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Dude, let's do it. <laughs> do it now. Do it awesome. now. <laughs> awesome. And Jeremy, is uh, we're, st- we're the first of a, a busy day of on the podcast mic for him on a Friday. It is, um, oh, I, I've, I've got my uh, green on underneath here. I might whip it out a bit. It is St. Patrick's Day today. It's a date, this podcast, but it will be out shortly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything you'd like to highlight, pick out, or subtract or add to your brief bio I gave there? Um, the one thing that I always like to mention because people get a kick out of it is I have a 25 pound uh, miniature pig. And uh, yes, he does sleep in my bed with my wife and I and he just kind of walks around the house going oink, 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 oink. <laughs> Definitely worth a mention. Yes, it's not, it's not, not the norm. Awesome. Um, so I wanna, I mean, we got a brief bit about your background. Um, Oxford, I, I like I, that, that caught my attention, the Oxford University thing. That's awesome. Um, but I also saying that caught my attention, and this is purely from, again, another reason maybe why I relate to you as well, the knee thing. I saw, tell us, well, tell us your alpha origins, basically, in a kind of quite a brief way, but also the knees in there, and the, my knee is screwed or was screwed, is kind of screwed still. Oh my um, so gosh. I relate to that. <laughs> to tell wow. us your origins, man. Um, well, I, I guess for me, I've always been a fitness guy. It's kind of always been my background. It's always been fun. I was a wrestler in high school. Yeah. And uh, the neat thing you mentioned is actually at 19, um, I was uh, playing cornerback. I was backing up, went to do and go on my turn to run with the receiver and stepped in a drain, tore three major ligaments oh. in my knee. Uh, sounded like a machine gun going off, fell over. <laughs> and uh, like literally the receiver, the receiver stopped and he's like, huh? And, uh, because it was, it was loud. Like I didn't realize like, you know, the sound that makes, but, um, oh, so, so I had to have reconstructive <laughs> surgery. <laughs> I had to have reconstructive surgery. And the problem was the uh, anesthesia just didn't go well. 
and uh, I had my right lung overexpanded, my left one collapsed, and it took about three oh. days for them to get me breathing again um, normally. But in that time, they actually had a priest come in, give me last rites, all that kind of stuff. And uh, my parents were really freaked out. And, I'm, I'm uh, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, right? And I'm yeah, just sitting yeah. there like, we have this thing in New Jersey called uh, Taylor ham. It's like this type of pork roll that you put on a sandwich. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, could be always being a health guy, I'm like, well, I was going to treat myself that day. I wanted my Taylor ham, egg, and cheese sandwich, and I just couldn't wait to go home and have it. And uh, obviously, that didn't happen. But um, so then after that point, you think that would have been like a wake-up call for me because I'd always been an academic, but I didn't really have a life plan. I was like, yeah. well, I've been a student. I guess I'll be a teacher, right? It just makes yeah. sense. So I ended up going to uh, Seton Hall University for a degree in world religions. Um, they then sent me for a study program to Oxford where I uh, studied the literature for a bit. Mm -hmm. I came back and did an MA in uh, ancient history where I uh, you know, studied Greek, Latin, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, wrote a, a brief paper about Alexander the Great and Caesar Augustus and stuff like that. And I got out and I'm like, all right, you have a master's degree in history. What do you do? <laughs> You just sit so many people think this is a cool degree to you or I'm interested in this and that yeah, like you say it's the next thing like hmm. you get out and you're like <laughs> I have to make money wow what a concept so I get out and I'm like well the only thing I can do is personal train right now because this was in 2011 and the job market here just like at yeah. that time sucked it just was not good um and like especially my original goal was to be a college professor and unless you have a PhD you're really not getting that job and given that the job market was so bad, there was just, there was a glut of people with PhDs with no jobs. So yeah. with an MA, I wasn't getting it. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. So I went back to personal training and I actually, at the same time as that was working for a house painting company. So I was working about 18 hours, 16, 18 hours a day at that point in time. So it, it, those were long days, man. Yeah. And I happened to run into a family friend um, in the grocery store that says, Hey, the a private school I work at needs teachers. You don't need a degree to do that. Come on in. So uh, I stepped in and started teaching in private school and they, the, the introduction process is kind of like this. Here's your teacher. Here's 40 kids. Good luck. And um, <laughs> I walked in the room and I'm just like, dear God, what do I do to them? Um, you know, what do, what do I do? And, and it yeah. was, it was difficult because I didn't have any of those management skills, things like that. And school's a lot different than when I was in it. They, they're trying to push you as hard as they can to get you on YouTube or Snapchat or something like that. Like you see the headline teacher freaks out. Um, so, so that's kind of like <laughs> what my days were like, for like two years every single day. Yeah. Um, and then my wife was approached by a family friend about a network marketing opportunity. And I was like, well, I've never seen it before. It looks like I'm going to make like a million bucks in like two weeks. I'm, I'm in, man. <laughs> I'm in. So, so I quit my job and I, about that time I had a conversation with my dad and he's like, well, he, you know, he's, he barely graduated high school and actually had to go back and like do some remedial stuff and then taught himself to be an engineer to where he actually runs a company now from that. So his whole thing was you get a job, you sit there for 40 years and eventually you get rewarded. And I'm like, well, that, that doesn't work for me, dad. I want to create my own life. And he's kind of like, well, good luck with that. This, <laughs> this whole no job with thing. So I jump into the network marketing thing and I do all right. Like I've made, made some decent money, but the yeah. problem was keeping other people doing what I was doing. They would not go to the extent that I would. I was a little bit crazy. I would take more action than a lot of people would take. Yeah. Um, and I also had shiny object syndrome. So when I wasn't making the amount of money I wanted to make, I started selling life insurance at the same yeah. time. And then I was like, hey, that's, that, that's not working with just two things. Let's take a pick up a third thing. So I started <laughs> ordering products from China and selling them on Amazon. And um, it just, it drove me crazy. And eventually yeah. I crashed on that and started working for a friend's marketing firm where I was doing just one thing. And I'm like, all right, well, how am I going to scratch this entrepreneurial need? And that's where Create Your Own Life came from. That's where the idea for the podcast came from. I'm like, all right, well, let me just create something of value 
And I think eventually I'll figure out what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. Let's create that valuable thing first. Awesome. So it sounds like you, you potentially covered it in there. That within that journey, what would you say was kind of like your, I know it's very hard to pin it down to one moment or maybe a serious moment, but what was like your awakening moment when you thought, actually, I'm onto something. This is it. Like, I'm going to stop doing six things like a part-timer and I'm going to run with this. This is, this is it. Game on. Well, there was actually one thing that happened in there right before I, I actually jumped into the network marketing thing that I actually neglected. Um, in January of that year, I had just gotten engaged and two months later, my mom had a stroke. Um, to the point that she lost all the use of her right side of her body. She lost her language skills, lost a lot of these things. And I just kind of wallowed in that for a little while. Mm. And it took until going through all these different things that I finally understood, you know, how fragile life is and how many chances we really get. Like you really get one, man, if you're going to push it mm. for everything it's worth. So I kind of decided, you know, what is my basic purpose? What do I really want to do? Because I think sometimes the issue with me, man, is I was chasing the money. Like I can make money here. I can make money there. I can make money here. Yeah. Okay. Because of this, I'm making no money because yeah. I'm doing all these different it's interesting. things. I love to, this is such a good conversation because I mean, people listening to this, you've got to fit into one category. I was too far the other way. I wasn't chasing, like I don't chase the money, but right. you know, to a point, you know, it's that starving artist mentality where you're just like completely the other way. We're like, I do this because I love it. And so I was like, well, how are you going to make a living out of that? Whatever. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're like, wait a minute, you know, mom's they got a, a slight point there. <laughs> you got to, you got to get the, the, you know, you got to find the balance. And like, well, say, the, I think the balance, that? the balance is between purpose and value, right? The balance is between purpose and value. I want to be on purpose, but if what I'm doing is not valuable, if I'm spending, if, if my purpose is to spend all day watching Jerry Springer, I'm probably not going to create <laughs> any value at all. So your purpose has to find value. Like if you're an artist and you're creating paintings and things like that and works of art that you could, you know, put out somewhere that you can engage people with that you can sell that you can do something with then you're putting value to that purpose yeah and i think that's where a lot of people get it wrong because one of the things i struggled with when i started the podcast is i didn't want to monetize right away because i'm like oh it's my art form i can't monetize my art i'm form. with you on that 100 percent with you on and that. Yeah. you're stopping yourself you have to think about that if i'm creating this amazingly valuable thing the fact that i'm trying to actually make something for it and make money from it is going to force me to create more value because I, I run by this one big thing in my life. You know, the, the type of exchange I like to do, we call exchange in abundance, right? Mm. The whole world is either given equal exchange or rip off. I want to give what's expected and then some, you know, it's like Grant Cardone talks about, don't just give them the, the glass of soda, put ice in it and chill the glass and everything. So you want to, you want to figure out how you can do that. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I can completely agree. And um, in terms of the, the monetize thing, thing for me as well, that switched it and again it's always triggers for different people but it's that okay if you're just like so let's assume you just like you say you just want to focus on the art form you want to do the best you can put out the best content best this best that are you going to be better at that if you can be a full-time professional in it or if it is just your very expensive time-consuming hobby and yes. that's the difference you know that's the difference why we're in the, you know in the middle of the day doing this putting this together as opposed to if it was a hobby, where, where would it be squeezed in? Or like, how can you allocate the time? And you think, well, actually, I, I can't. I've got to do something else to, to do it. Like when you had like three or four things on the go. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, that's the, for me, that was a game changer because it's, like, okay, someone could come in and say, I get it. You, you just want to do it because you know, it is your purpose and you want to do it. But okay, if you can get paid for it and it can be your profession and this is what you do, do you think you'd be better at it or worse? Do you think you'd help more people? Ah. Yeah, you, I, I, you hit on a big word there that a lot of people don't get, and that's professionalism. There's a lot of dilettantes out there. They're kind of like doing their, their thing. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really looking at everything that you're doing and how can I do this as a professional? How can I be the best at what I am, what I'm doing? And you're going to find that your products in the long run and like the product, I mean, every, anything you produce, like if mm-hmm. I create a podcast, it's a product. If I create yeah. a book, it's a product. So like you're going to find that in the long run, anything you create is going to be better if you're a professional, because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, my first run of a podcast that I didn't mention there in May of 2015 um, it was bad. I was the expert and I was talking for 25 minutes or a half an hour about how you can change your life because I didn't even know yet. And graphic design was done in Microsoft paint. Wow. Whoa. So, exactly. Exactly. So that wasn't done as a professional. I'll tell you it's what. like imperfect action trumps uh, perfect in action. That's exactly the thing done there. Yeah. But. I did, I did do it, but I'll say since I wasn't looking to be a professional, you don't have to be the best right away, but you have to have that intention. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know podcast stats as well as I did. The thing had 100 downloads in the first month and then tanked to 75 in the second month. Nobody was listening. Whoa, man, that's, that's, that's hard. That's, <laughs> it's just so, it's so interesting to hear everyone else's, you know, their route to how they got where they're because it's just always different. You know, it's always different. Even if someone's like, quote, quote, successful, the route is always so different. And that's why people just want to know, well, how is it exactly going to happen? And like, you know, you can apply principles. Know. Yeah, exactly. But like... <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is so different but the um I, I mean i have to mention i have to do a not an, even a name drop a book drop there when you're talking about that just a book that jumped to mind stephen pressfield turning pro and uh yeah just just dropping that in there for anyone else because I, I i bet that's on your mind as well and it's on my I mind i haven't read it but now i have no, to man i read the, i read the war of art by pressfield oh, the war of art. yeah that's that's yeah oh there we go this is why I, again this is my little studio here and that's the difference yeah well read this is my studio and that's the difference between you know like you say when i when i started this i was in a bedroom <laughs> a bedroom doing this and now i've actually got a nice little man cave down here so i can have literally the books that I've, i can pull on that i you know are important to me and are relevant and actually have a place to do interviews as opposed to going to people <laughs> like don't come into the room and get something <laughs> covered for like half an hour and just yeah that that happened a lot and yeah <laughs> which is which is fine because you you've got to do again some people might take it as oh oh i can't do a podcast because i don't have a studio i don't have a space or blah, blah. just do with what you got i think that was when we recently met it's interesting to hear some really high level podcasts and their recording studios where they stuck their head in a wardrobe in a closet with yeah. all the clothes hanging down because obviously that just is good for the sound and i'm like that is awesome. Well, here's a pro tip to that. And most people don't realize this because I've had to do a few podcasts like this. Um, a car makes a great sound studio. Well, the windows are up perfectly and everything because the sound has, is, is kept in perfectly. Yeah. So that's a pro tip there. Well, and on top of this, like, well, it could be schoolboy error. I have so much, I have a huge desk in here, so much like hard surfaces for sound to bounce off. So, you know, it's, you could have all this, but it's, it's in some ways, it's not the best. So I have to really make sure other things are quite tight because, you know, so if you assume that you've got not the best place to do a podcast recording for or doing it, uh, look into it because you may have a good place that's better than if you have like some studio or whatever. Because in terms of the sound, which is if you're doing a pure podcast, it's all about the sounds. So oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm going to do more, put these videos up a little bit more, but I rarely do the video side of things. Um, it's, it's all about the podcast is uh, the, the audio is the priority for me along this sort of journey of yours in terms of who helped awaken your alpha what this is really my my yoda question who 
you know, who inspired you either from afar or literally gave you a word in the ear at the right time, at the right place, and, you know, helped you find your path? There is no try, only do. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the exact words. Because if you didn't, I would have. <laughs> the exact words I heard in my head at that time. No, um, I actually, my wife and I were, um, we went on a little vacation to Florida, and I actually ran into a, uh, a business consultant, a guy named Patrick Valton, and he actually told me to take a look at everything I was doing. Oh, snap, we got the St. Patrick's Day shirt on there. Um, he told me to take a look at everything I was doing there. <laughs> and um, figure out did it line up with my purpose um, yeah. and he taught me about this thing called the administrative scale and he told me to, to look at all these different things in my life because it's crazy it can be broken down to a bunch of different parts and you're looking at you know are the rules you're following in your life correct for the purpose are the goals you're setting correct and I looked at all this and I'm like wow dude I am so off base so he had me kind of look at where my wife was headed mm. and I was like I'm doing all these different things but they don't line up with anything I want to do like all these things are here and I want to be over here so why am I doing this? Awesome. Link to your podcast as well, Create Your Own Life. What have you found from all the interviews you've done so far? What are just like, like a handful of sort of things that have popped up uh, quite regularly for you that maybe might not be the obvious things that you're thinking, actually, I see the similarities between all these different random peoples, English yeah. guys in Michigan and <laughs> Australians, English or Americans, whoever. Like, what are some of the things that you think, actually, they're... they're there's something here. I can see a consistency. Well, it's funny because one of the questions, the question I actually finish up every episode with is what does success mean to you? You know, I give them the bill. I say Webster's dictionary is calling. It's not a prank call. They're definitely calling and you can define success. What does it mean for you? And for a lot of them, it's getting so damn successful that they can help other people and help mm. them create the life they want to create. And that was kind of mind blowing to me because I feel like there's so many people stuck in this middle class trap where they're like, I just got to get things. I just got to get things. I just got to get things so I can go to the football game. I can watch TV. I can drink my beer. I can sit in my chair. I can have my normal size house. And these guys are trying to create like uber massive wealth so that they can have the freedom to actually help other people create that as well. And I think it's like on an airplane, right? When it's that part in the beginning where nobody's paying attention because they're all like, I've heard this speech before. I don't want to hear it. And the guy is like, well, make sure you put the air mask on yourself before the child next to you. Well, that's because you'll pass out and you can't help them. And I think it's yeah. the same thing with success, right? If I don't create it, I can't give it. I can't yeah. help people. And I think it's not selfish. It's the idea that you have to be able to help other people. Yeah. And I, I like that. And definitely you don't want to get, I think like the, what I found in the similarity as well is they don't get stuck in that mindset of, yeah. they're getting that, but they don't get stuck in the mindset of, you know, okay, I've still got to help myself, help myself, help myself. If someone is purely self-centered in the, the terms that, like you say, they never have enough. They always need more for themselves in terms of shiny things, like you said, material things. Um, and they will, help, they will help other people when they get to this, this certain point in this promised land. But obviously, they're not, they're they're not never, afraid to take imperfect action either, like you were yeah, saying before. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to some people, I, I found like they have this mentality and they will never get there in terms of, oh, I'll help people when I get to this point. I'll be a nice guy when I get to this point. Mm -hmm. And then once they're that point, well, actually, I'm not there yet. And now I need two million. Now I need five. There's always going to be, it's just a mentality. And on the flip side, I had a conversation recently from the outside or from a perspective or my perspective, I, I felt like I just asked the question, so how much money is enough for you? Because in terms of like, realistically, they they, they do not have money problems, but they have mental money problems in terms of they don't feel like they have enough. So I was like, I just joke like, okay, how much is enough for you? And then it was just some ridiculous sum that 
was that it could happen, but from their daily actions, it was never going to happen. But at least they've they've chucked it out there, so they will never reach it. So yeah, one hundred million dollars. One hundred million dollars. I knew you were going for it. <laughs> then, then I'll be happy, and I'm like, okay. So you've literally just said to me, I'm never going to be happy because you're not doing anything to get your one hundred million dollars. But that's when you will be happy. So that's a great scenario you've set. You've created your life there. That's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's one hundred million dollars. Okay, I'm gonna be. When are you gonna? Be, I'm gonna be happy when I when I land on the moon. Okay, how's the astronaut training going? I'm not doing anything about it, but that that's yeah, the only exactly. way I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> um, and I and I get I get sick in in the thought of spaceflight. Well, <laughs> we digressed a little bit, but that's that's good good stuff. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> When was a time, I'm going to go for the two, almost two extremes, a time, and usually probably people come back with, oh, I don't feel like I've made it yet. Or, you know, sometimes they don't celebrate this, the small victories or the big victories, a time when you thought, actually, I'm, I'm quite happy with this. I've done quite well. I feel like I've produced my A game, my alpha game. Um, and also on the flip side, when was a, a, shock, a shocking failure when you thought, oh dear, it's all gone a bit pear-shaped. It's all gone wrong. I uh, was in the local gym one day, uh, get changing my clothes, and uh, some dude walks up to me, um, and yes, we're in the locker room, and says, uh, dude, I recognize you. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, I don't know you. And he's like, all right, I listen to your show. But for me, that was kind of like, you're doing things on enough level that people you don't even know are recognizing you, and you're making a difference to them. You know, I had this guy then go through the story, how he listened to my show, and he realized that like, what he was doing wasn't going to help him support himself. So he went back to college. So for me, it's the messages I get for people and it's, you know, the success I get from people because you don't like a lot of times as podcasters, like we throw it out there, we see stats, we see whatever, but we don't know we're making a difference until we kind of get that, that inflow from yeah. somebody. Uh, so that's something I've, yeah, I completely agree on that. Cause, and sometimes you can, you can forget that people are actually, when you've been doing it a while, that people are actually listening and you just think, ah, you know, check it out but it's it's nice to know because like you say numbers don't don't mean a lot really in in certain ways uh, to yeah. me especially is like you say it, it would mean much more to me if if i had like one or two people listening that actually you know came back with feedback like you said there that that does mean mean a lot okay that, that failure time you mentioned <laughs> yeah. um to, to go to that um I, I guess I kind of hung around in network marketing a little bit too long where like I was doing well, but I had mentally quit like six months ago and yeah. I was kind of hanging on like, because, oh, well, I have to keep looking good to all these other people that I had been doing this to basically show them all the success I was having. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once I, once my heart wasn't in it anymore, I was doing it purely for the reason of keeping up, um, you know, appearances, appearances yeah, and you yeah. can't really do that. So once I kind of, and it's funny because once I kind of broke away from that, it allowed me to do a lot more because I was keeping myself small by keeping yeah. myself in a place of, well, I have to appear like this is amazing and this is great because um, I was doing well, but to a lot of my friends that, um, you know, wouldn't kind of go along with me, I had to keep up appearances to them like, like I was crushing it at that point in time. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, I'm aware of time because I know uh, we, we've both got lots of things to be efficient with today. So this is kind of our alpha round to finish. It may be quite a short one, but we're going we're gonna to dig in there. So I would like to start that off with, what would you say is one of your, your daily habits that's kind of essential to you? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take workout out of the way for you because I can, I can see I've met you. It's me and you. That, that's, that's, that's a given. So <laughs> we've been doing the gun show already on the videos. So 
what would you say is kind of a, a priority for you that if someone took it away, not that you'd let them, but you would be not a happy man. And it, if you don't do it, you're probably going to have not the best day. Keeping a running list of everything I'm doing um, because it's the only, I have so many things going on. It's the only way I stay organized. If they took that away from me, I'd be done because <laughs> otherwise your thoughts are on so many different things. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And you know what happens? Nothing gets done. So it's the fact that I'm able to organize. Yep. Cool. And I mean, this could be the same answer then, which would help, help us. Uh, but it's, what is one of your productivity hacks and linked to that? Um, is there a specific resource or secret source that you want to chuck out as some for something that you use to help you uh, stay on the straight and narrow? Oh man. Well, okay. I just wrote an article for business.com about this. So I'm really stoked. Um, <laughs> I've done this thing for many, many years for everything I write. Um, like I know a lot of people do brain dumps, but I've actually used it pretty successfully in an interesting way. So I dump out everything that I know on a topic that I want to write on, on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I then look and see which one of those points makes sense together. <laughs> yeah. And then I start kind of working on those main points because any article you see has three to five main points. Once I have those solid, I'll write a conclusion. I'll go back and I'll write an opening. And I kind of go back and forth until it all matches up and I'm able to spit out great content that way. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you start else. in the middle, man. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming at least there are a few. There's more to like, it than oh, that, but that's the, the basic oh. version. Keep it simple for me. I'm a simpleton. I like the sound of that a lot. That is awesome. And I know you're about to, you've got another interview coming. So um, on top of that, then what uh, I suppose in closing, I want a book recommendation for you. That is either one of your all time favorite ones um, or your book of the month or something around what we've been talking about that you think is useful or it could be a hidden gem or it could be a well-known one. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, biggest book for me is called Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health. It kind of helped me realize a lot of the things I were dealing with weren't my own shit and uh, kind of put me in a position where I can handle it. Um, what else were you looking for besides a book? Book That's of the, the month? Book. And then in, in kind of closing, what is a, a quote that you like to live your life by uh, that either really resonates with you? Or it's just like, you literally, if you saw that daily, it could be like, do it, do it now. <laughs> do it now. Daily, well, it's actually, it's along those lines. And it's, it's the very simple one. It's the idea that um, attention, um, intention is cause, right? Mm. If I have a strong intention, I want to do something, I can make it happen. Because a lot of times we go through the motions and we don't really have the idea that we want to do something. And if you have the idea that intention is cause and you can make it happen, that's a big difference. Legendary. And <laughs> in terms of sort of wrapping this up, who would you suggest or recommend would be an awesome guest for the Awaken Your Alpha show? I'll look for two recommendations. One from your network could be a hidden gem, could be a well-known gem. Um, and also one, again, could be from your network or it could not be that you don't think I could get. Or if they were on my show, you would make the effort to listen in because you want to hear what they've got to say. Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is, that, is that one of your hidden gems that, from your network? No, I'd, 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 like to, your bros. I'd like to. If I had a network with <laughs> him, man, Jesus. Um, no, if you haven't met a guy named Grant Wise yet, totally would check out Grant. He, he brings it. He's crushing it in the real estate space. So he okay. is an awesome guy for a guest. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who else. Who would, um, who would you say is one of the Patrick, biggest biggest names i haven't really talked about your podcast as much as i'd like to but who would you say is one of the biggest names that you've interviewed or one of your favorite episodes or interviews maybe they're not a big name it's, it's your call um cardone's kind of a big one yeah. um robert green who you've already interviewed yeah. is a big one awesome um tom billy that i'm interviewing today is actually a huge one so i can yeah, see if i can connect quest with bars with, yeah that's awesome okay and in uh, in wrapping up finally what is the best way people can connect um, and find out more about you and everything you're up to? 
They can check me out over at jeremyryanslate.com or the business side of things over at getfeatured.com. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. And uh, I know I'm the first of many in, in your day of Friday is kind of the recording day. And I, I've kind of lent more and more towards that as well because I just like to catch people in the, in the Friday feeling as it were. I know we have that most days, but still it's Friday. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, totally. So uh, it's been a pleasure, man. And I'll speak to you really soon. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, man. This has been awesome. I had a ton of fun. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. If you have any interest in podcasts, living life to the max, and how you can get your own TEDx talk, within the next three months, you need to reach out to me. Head over to ayalpha.com, head over to Facebook, and search for Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and jump on the inside Let's connect. Let's take it to the next level. I'm with you on this journey every week. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.